0: Hi, my name is Scott, and I'm a member with Restored Church. If you're new, we want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. We believe the church is not an event,
1: but a family you belong to. So we would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you want to learn more about our church, or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website,
0: www.RestoredTemecula.Church, and click on Contact. We also have a mobile app with resources, including our Sunday messages, Information about upcoming events and other ways to connect you can download our app on the Apple or Android app stores With all that said, we hope you enjoyed the message. I love you guys.
2: I Already feel I don't know just so touched this morning super excited. Okay, so um, Really quickly New Testament 90 days has been knocking my socks off uh, I know I'm not the only one. It's been so encouraging. Uh, my gospel community, at least I know uh, other gospel communities are doing the same thing. We have a thread that's set up on kind of like a, basically like a group chat, where we're just kind of sharing the whole eat and speak thing, this idea of examining, uh, abiding and tasting the word of God, and then sharing our experience of him, basically sharing and speaking our uh, our our how we've tasted him and experienced God through his word. It's been so rich, man. I am like... I'm so excited for the next, gosh, what has it been? A week. So 80 something days. Uh, It's not technically 90, but it's okay. All that being said, cannot encourage you enough to jump in. It's never too late. You can grab a journal in the back. The reason I bring that up is because I want to jump into the, to the scripture for just a second. I'm not going to talk very long, Um, but if you spend any time in the Bible, you will see that it's filled with people giving reports to other people about what God has done in their life, how they've experienced him and what he's accomplished. Are you tracking with me? I want to read a couple to you really quickly, okay? And these are actually examples that we've already gone through uh, in this last week going through the New Testament in 90 days. Uh, I'm going to share three with you total. The first two are ones that we've read together as a church, going through this campaign. Mark chapter five, I'm gonna read you verses 18 through 20. This is the story of the demoniac, this guy who is just radically oppressed by Satan and demons, and he's, you know, he's in a really, really bad space. Jesus seeks him out, goes all the way across the Sea of Galilee for this man, and this man encounters the power of God and the person of Jesus, and he is delivered, he is free, and his whole life is transformed. And then we pick up here, it says this. As he, Jesus, was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him, the guy that got delivered, begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. So he's like, Jesus, don't go. I want to stay with you. You transform my life. And in verse 19, Jesus does this. Jesus did not let him, but check this out, but told him, go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Verse 20, so the man went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And they were all amazed. What I didn't share with you is a, a few verses prior to this, These, the same people that Jesus has, this demon-possessed man go back and share what God has done in their life. Those same people, the town basically, they're like, pri- right prior to this, like, Jesus, please get out of here. Please go. Like there's this crazy scene of pigs running into the ocean, it's basically like their livelihood, their resources, right? And they go, Please leave Jesus. And he goes, Okay. And so he leaves, and on his way out, he tells the demon the the previously demon-possessed man that he just had this radical encounter with. He goes, Hey, go to those people and tell them all that the Lord has done. And then it says, After they did this, they were all amazed. So track with me for just a second. These people didn't want Jesus. Jesus has this guy who had an experience with him go tell them about his experience and now they're intrigued and amazed. There's power in sharing, reporting how you've experienced God and what he's done. One more for you in Mark. Mark chapter 16, this is uh, picking up where this group of women, Jesus has already been crucified, right? The the tomb, they, they, they show up to the tomb early on Sunday morning and they have this encounter with some angels. It says this in verse four, looking up, they noticed, this is the women, they noticed that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away from the tomb. Okay? When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. They were alarmed. This is an angel. Verse six this is what the angel says Don't be alarmed, he told them. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. There's an exclamation point there. So it's more like, He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they put him. And then it says this in verse seven, but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. And there begins the testimonies, the reporting of the risen savior of the world that makes its way all through the planet and eventually to you and I in this room. One more for you, Not not in Mark, but in John. Famous story of the woman at the well, okay? This woman has just a broken past and Jesus seeks her out because he loves her and he desires to see her live a free life, free from shame and guilt and to experience the love of God in her life. And she has this encounter and then she literally goes back and tells people in her town of how she experienced God. And it says this, John chapter four, verses 39 through 42. She's a Samaritan, by the way. Now, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. Verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And then it says this, many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman, I love this, we no longer believe because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the savior of the world. So this woman has an encounter with God. She tells other people about her encounter with God. Then they too encounter him. There's power in just reporting, just sharing the ways that people have experienced God. The Bible is full of examples of people reporting to other people what God has done. And the result is always two things. Increased faith, and gratitude. Faith is trust. Increased trust of who God is, of what he's done, and what that means for you. Not just for your eternity, but for your your life now. Like, oh my gosh, I can trust him. He loves me. He's for me, and he proved it once and for all on the cross. His life, his death, and resurrection. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're to have a handful of stories to share with you of people in our community that have had wonderful experiences of God, primarily through our church. But again, the church is just the hands and feet of who? Jesus, He's he's the hero this morning. The hero is not the organized structure of our church family, although that's important. That is way, 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 way secondary to the savior of the world who is still seeking people out and inviting them to report to others of their experience. So let's get the party started, Herrick Berga.
3: All right. So I have the pleasure of emceeing this uh, here gathering. And uh, before before I call up our first speakers, uh, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background. We asked all the speakers to basically share, how have you experienced Jesus through this community this year, over the past year? Which, if you recall, was a pandemic year for context. (laughs) You know, all fill all that in, in your mind, what that all meant. Uh, So this is a very special morning that we get to share these stories because we were all scattered, kind of all over the place for a little while, but you're going to hear the stories of how God met his people through his people over the last year. Uh, Second thing real quick that I want to say is, I believe that public speaking is like the second scariest thing. Generally speaking, that people, I think it's like death and then public speaking. Is that correct? I see some some nodding. Yep. It might be public speaking and then death. Some people would rather die than do this. So why am I saying that? Well, the church is a family and we want to have a culture of honor. So I want to ask you, can we give these speakers as they're coming up a huge round of applause? Because what they're doing is courageous. It's very brave. And they're here to share with you some. In some cases, like fairly, like they're sharing very vulnerably. So, can we do that? Awesome. Okay, very good. All right. So, I'm gonna uh, call up our first speakers, Gabe and Erica Johnson. Come on up. (laughs) Ellie's clapping. (laughs) My 15 month old is clapping back there um, for a reason because these two are amazing. This special couple has been in our gospel community now for the last, I don't know, year or so. And, uh, and they've, they've been a joy. Uh, a, it's just been amazing. I'm struggling to find the words because they've just been so good to be around, to have in our lives. It's just been like a stream of encouragement and refreshment from both of you. And so I'm really excited to hand over the mic and hear what you guys have to say. So Gabe and Erica. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Eric. <laughs> good morning, everyone. I can't, oh, okay. I I could hear him, but I couldn't hear myself. Okay, so we're just going to read our story to you. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now, all the believers were together and held all things in common, they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as many had as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Acts two, forty two through forty seven.
5: So I'll just give context that we decided to start with that because we really feel like that's, you know, really at the heart of what Restored is about is really embodying a lot of that early church kind of idea. And, you know, we've kind of felt a lot of that through this last year. So that's what we'll be kind of talking about here today. All right, so um, ever since we joined the Restored family, uh, we came to understand the word family was highly regarded. To be true family was the ideal goal. And we, of course, believe that as being a part of the family of Christ, that that's, you know, a clear understanding. We get that idea, but we struggled to see this idea fully come to life uh, really until this last year. Um, While we weren't physically together for most of it um, or able to physically show up for one another in the way that we typically would, um, it was during this time of physical separation that God revealed to us what a true family could really look like. While, Gathering together with our family is absolutely important, and we were still able to do that with our gospel communities. Um, we discovered that true family begins in the heart. And as we opened ourselves up to being fully known, we realized that that was the beginning of being fully
4: loved. So last summer was a fun one. Um, when it appeared that racial unrest reached a peak, Tom invited us to share our experiences of being black in America, along with others from their stored community. It was a, It was the first time a pastor had reached into that part of our lives um, and our lived experience and made us feel seen in a way that had previously felt elusive to us. to be honest, we didn 't even know that that was something our souls were craving to have someone want to get to know that part of us was a gift that we will never forget. So thank you for that. Um, also, the way many of you came alongside us as we processed things, um, or, were being, or you were processing yourself during that time was a huge encouragement. It gave us a renewed hope in that we indeed were a part of this beautiful family.
5: As the year continued, we welcomed our newest baby, Grayson. Um, Into our Johnson crew of six now, of us total, not four kids, two adults, Um, not six kids total. Yeah. All right. Um, So many of you guys brought us gifts and pitched in for meals for nearly a month. Um, And you rallied around our family, and the feelings of love were so palpable, it brought Erica to tears on many occasions. Um, Yeah. Uh, our GC has also been a source of uh, spiritual intimacy and growth for us. Um, this past fall, we each had the opportunity to share our stories. And it was not just for others to understand each of our like, kind of lived experiences, but it was also to show how God was continuing to work in both the good and messy parts of our lives. Um, additionally, our, our culture of affirmation has been huge and in- encouraging us in our various talents and giftings, oftentimes in ways we don't even understand ourselves. And that, that's not just for us, but I think for everybody that um, has experienced that, you know, you, you hear things that you didn't even really recognize about yourself um, and allows you to walk more confidently in those things. Um, I know for me, I was affirmed in the gift of, of faith. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, I actually, had to, I had to go home, like looked at it. I was like, what is it? I was like, oh, I guess that is true. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I'll walk more confidently in that. Um, <laughs> So that was, that was really great um, this past year, and that, that's continued to, to go on here.
4: Yes, and he has started to walk in that um, in very specific ways, so good job. Um, even beyond just the past year, though, we've had many experiences in this community that have shown as Jesus' love. When we moved to our new home a couple of years ago, many of you in this room came and moved us out of our old home and into our new one in a total of two hours. Guys, this still like blows me away. Like from the old house into the new house, done. I couldn't even order them food um, because they had to go. It was time to go. Uh, We couldn't believe how fast everyone worked and with such loving and cheerful hearts. We've celebrated birthdays and significant life milestones. We've grieved losses, tears, streaming fast, and encouraged one another through it all. When I was about to give birth, many of you contributed a beautiful, to a beautiful virtual baby shower, essentially, when we were still mostly distanced in our homes. Others of you dropped off the most thoughtful gifts to us right after Grayson arrived, Tom and Herrick have spent meaningful moments on many occasions with us, um, just going over things that were on our hearts and just processing different things with us. They've done so with complete presence and abundant love. Ebony and Heather as well have laughed with us, cried with us, loved us, and been the hands and feet of Jesus in our lives. And I could go down the list of names in this room. I look out and I'm like, you guys are... Absolutely, our family.
5: Still my thunder. So as we reflect on this time, uh, part of a story, we can confidently say that our community here is family. Um, We are all created for something intimate where you can be fully known and fully loved. And that's not just a cliche. I know we talk about that a lot here, but I I can truly say I've I've felt that this this last year. Um, We're grateful to God for leading us to such a community. And all the things we shared here um, as well as many more that we could name, although we don't, only have five minutes, so, uh gotta, gotta keep the list short here. Uh, it's really exemplified how you've all shown Jesus to us. So thank you.
3: Thank you, Johnsons. Yeah, I love that, um, So much of what you shared just reminded me of the fact that the church is a family and it's it's a safe family where you can come and unpack uh, what's going on. Jesus is a safe person for us to unpack with because he knows what it's like to suffer and he knows what it's like. Uh, He rejoices with us and cries with us. And I love that this family has demonstrated that and also met practical needs. Jesus was super practical too. Awesome. Okay. I'm not entirely sure how to introduce our next speaker. Uh, Julie has been just so amazing. If you guys don't know Julie, she's in our gospel community, and uh, she this is her first Sunday with us in over a year in person. This is the first time with the church in the flesh in over a year. Julie, can you come on up? <laughs> Julie's in our gospel community, She is amazing. She's been on Zoom. She's a Zoom warrior. And she can get into it a little bit, but just with like health stuff, it just wasn't safe for her to be in the presence of other people. But this woman has been faithful. Uh, She has, who here went through Zoom fatigue at a certain point in 2020? Everybody. She pushed through. (laughs) She didn't have a choice. And she has been with our community, getting She's loved our community in practical and tangible ways. She has shared her heart with us. She's never stopped being a part of our community, even though this is our first Sunday with us in the flesh in over a year. Or even gathering, just any gathering period. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to give you the mic because I want to hear what you have to say. Everybody, welcome Julie. You
6: guys are finally getting your wish. I'm talking. <laughs> Um, hello, Restored family uh, from Temecula. My name is Julie. I started coming to Restored Temecula at the end of March 2019. I was raised in a Christian household where praying and God was heavily discussed, especially when I was first diagnosed at the age of six with my heart and lung condition. I was born with a hole in my heart, but it wasn't found till I was almost seven. And because of that, I developed hypertension in my lungs. Because of those two situations, fixing one would just cause the other to be worse down the line. So we just decided to deal with it with medications and doctor visits and everything like that. Um, Whenever I reflect on my life, I may not remember everything but I do remember seeing God's hand guiding me every step of the way. This quarantine wasn't my first. It definitely was my longest, but this time around, it reminded me of God's love more than ever. This time around, it wasn't so isolating with all the texts, FaceTimes, Zooms, and very occasional visitors. This time around, I thought I knew what I was in for, preparing myself for what I thought was going to happen. Sorry. Um. And was pleasantly surprised that it was less isolating than usual. Yes, there were days where the last thing I wanted to do was sign on to Zoom. Talking and I don't go hand in hand in groups. We all know that. Um, I still wouldn't let myself use that excuse because that leads to a very slippery slope of just closing yourself off from the world around you. When I'm tired, just, just wasn't feeling it, needed some time to myself, wanted to binge watch the new show that I just found. I know from experience shutting the world out leads to believing in lies. God guided me and slowly eased me into this situation. Even in the past, it didn't feel like it was easy, missing events, schools, parties, and trips. Every time something happened, I was showered with God's love by having the right people around and being in the right place that got me through it, or by having already experienced a similar situation. I was able to handle this strict quarantine because I was aware of what I was in for. It can be hard and frustrating to communicate through screens, but I was reminded that it's better than no communication at all. During quarantine, it was my option. I found it very sweet when people wanted to inform me for what I was in for having to attend Zoom instead of in person. I knew that it wasn't ideal and was touched by the community for the community was willing to give it a try. I can't tell you everything I've learned from this quarantine because we're still going, we're still in it. It's not until the end of the journey that I will be able to see the big picture it always amazes me how much God provides and guides me throughout my life. I was brought into the restored family by attending Restored LA. And it was and if it wasn't for how comfortable I felt around new people there, would I have any courage to attend Temecula? Right from the start, I felt welcomed and familiar. Feeling the familiar feeling of family. That feeling hasn't gone away. I'm so blessed to have this community surround me and shower me with love on a much-needed basis. It has reminded me that my life is in his hands, and for the big decisions, I don't need to question him. He knows what he's doing, and a part of that is giving me a community to belong to. And nothing, not even quarantine, can hinder that.
3: If I can just repeat that, that's 15 months of Zoom. That's possible. Okay. Letiris, come on up. Jenny and Vinny. (laughs) I think I might have surprised you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jenny and Vinny are just getting back. When did you guys get back in town? Yesterday. Yesterday. So they were out of town. They were in North Carolina and they prepared I think, something that's going to really bless the church. They've been a part of our community now for a while. They're jumping in. They're helping to lead a gospel community. So there's just a beautiful picture, beautiful story of how God has worked in their life over the last year. Here you go. Enjoy. Vinny and Jenny.
0: <laughs> test, test. Um, I feel like I should have printed something. <laughs> this is the first time I regret buying an iPhone 12 mini. It's so small. Um, I hope you're, you're hearing what's being said, right? Like this whole, this whole idea of community, of family, what it means. Because uh, that's what we're grateful for too. Like it's, it's hard to express into words what's really taking place, right? And I think a lot of us have experienced it on like uh, different levels. And if you haven't yet, stick around because you will. Like, it's beautiful. It, it literally is experiencing Jesus through his people in ways that I've never experienced him before. Like, really unique ways. So I did write some things down that I can't read. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to talk because Jenny doesn't want to talk. So she's just going to be here for moral support. Unless she just grabs the microphone, which is good too. Um, so it's, it's very simple And yet, super profound, and I hate using those two things because you hear it all the time, right? It's simple because community um, is littered throughout the Gospels. It's littered throughout the Bible. It's everywhere. And yet, um, I'm embarrassed to say we sort of took took it as like a secondary part of our journey with Jesus. Like it wasn't really necessary, right? Like we're pretty independent people. Not a big deal. We don't need community. We got each other. We got our kids. We got our home. We're doing pretty good. We like to love on other people. That's great. Have a great day. We love you. Have some food, whatever. But it wasn't like, it wasn't until um, Jenny's favorite phrase, you have to be known to be loved. Like she hates that phrase. And whenever Tom and Ebony would talk about it, she's like, ah, serious. Don't like that. It's ridiculous because we have to be vulnerable. Like you have actually have to like open up. And that's really difficult to do. It's really difficult to do because then everyone gets to see all the ugly, all the gross. But when you, as a church family, as you like embrace the gross, like, oh man, it just melts us. It breaks us because we're disgusting. Is this going well? (laughs) So, oh, do you want to talk? <laughs> um, so, okay, so. Oh, COVID. Oh, I hate COVID. So, but yeah, here's the point what I'm trying to say, right? Um, we have experienced extravagant love through this community in ways that we previously had not experienced in any other church. I've been in church for a long time, I grew up in the church. But I always had this, like, this, like, wall, this barrier. Because it was like, I don't know, you, you go, you check off a box. I went to church. I did my deal. We're good to go. Maybe I, I meet some people and it's fun to hang out, but it was never this intimacy of like knowing someone and having them know you as well. And when that took place, when that was like highlighted here, it changed everything. It really did. Like if, you, if you're not a part of a gospel community, do it. It's life changing. I've been a part of a lot of Bible studies and it was great. It was cool. I've led Bible studies. It's great. It was cool. This blew my mind. Straight up. Blew my mind. I know people at a, at a different level, but more so, I value people because they know me. I value people and look at them differently because they know me. And it makes me, um, it just makes me feel the love of Jesus. Like I said already, in a way I've just never really experienced Does that make sense? So, yeah, let me see it. I wrote some other things here. Um, Okay. Yeah. 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 What she said. (laughs) She said that we just felt the love... During COVID, when everyone's so far away, it still felt like everyone was still right here with us because people are being authentic. People are like, you care. Like, and it's not because you're looking to try to get something from me or get something from us. You just want to share the love of Jesus because you've experienced that from somewhere else. From someone else in this community, you experienced that, so you want to give it. Like, that makes me want to give it right? Makes me want to love others the way that I've been loved. And I think for me, and Jenny, unless you tell me not, that's like probably been one of the biggest things, is experienced, experiencing Jesus through his people has been just incredible. It's been beautiful. It's caused me to go like so much deeper than I've ever gone before. Sitting with Jesus and just bawling my eyes out, having no idea why, Like just sitting there literally going, Jesus, why am I crying so much? Uh." But it's like, it's this whole idea of like people just loving you because they love Jesus and that they, they see what's taking place and they can, they can communicate that. And I don't know for us, it's just been really incredible. I authentically want to get to know all of you. And before I'd have been like, no, I just want to come to church. And then I want to go get some, some lunch and then I'm gonna take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do want to know you, and I want you to know me as well. Because it's beautiful. It really is. To experience each other in these ways, I think is really what, like, the early Acts church was all about. That's when you see those, like, moments where they sell everything, they sell things, and they give as the community needed. Like, we're, we're doing that. Like, that's Bible stuff that we're doing. That's incredible. That's really cool. I don't know if you know that or not. It's great. Um... Anyway, I think, oh, she's got more. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. So, um, so you know, we're parents. We have a 14-year-old and a, an 11-year-old. Um, when, when the community loved on our kids and has been loving on our kids the way um, that this community has, that this family has we get emotional. It's a real thing. Like, it's, yeah, especially during COVID, you guys have like imparted into our kids things that we can't do. And that's like, oh man, you get really emotional really quick because I'm so grateful. I can't do it no matter what. You know how your kids are. They don't listen to you, but they're going to listen to other people, right? It's beautiful. And so like people wanting to do that, caring enough to take time to impart into someone else's child's life. That's the love of Jesus, straight up. The love of Jesus. Baby, you just need to take this microphone, girl. Oh yeah, they did say that. They, They came home recently. They're like, we love this church. Like how many 14 year olds and 11 year olds say that? It's a big deal. Maybe just talk, girl. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're we're really excited to be a part of this family. Honestly, um, it's a big deal for us. So, just so excited to be with you and to love on you guys. And thank you for this opportunity to have a microphone.
3: Vinny and Jenny, thank you so much. Uh, One of the things I just want to highlight from what they shared was, did you guys notice how this began? Vinny mentioned bringing the ugly. And I immediately thought of the cross. There's only one reason why we can be a community that brings the ugly out is because Jesus took that ugly on the cross and gave us his beauty and a new identity and a new status. That's the only reason. That's why we have gospel communities. They're communities centered on the gospel, not advice, Not, it's that. And do you see the effect it has on people? To bring people, it's incredible. All right, I'm not preaching, so. I I did it anyway. Okay, can I get the Gospels up here? Doug and Jess Gospel, come on up. Now, this is particularly fun for me. They're a part of my Gospel community, and they jumped in, during COVID. So I just, have when was your first gathering with us in person? Four weeks, ago? four weeks ago. Four weeks ago. And they're here with something to share. Just pause for a minute to think about that. They have something to say about family, and they just had their first gathering on a Sunday in four weeks. Okay, I'm going to stop. You guys do
7: your thing. Thanks, Eric. So I am on the side of the team that prefers death over public speaking. So that's, I'm about to prove I'm not a public speaker is what's gonna happen here. Um, But just looking around, I mean, we've, yeah, we've only been here for four weeks and it's just really surreal to be up here right now. Um, But there's just, as I look around, I see so many of you guys and girls and how you guys have been Jesus's hands and feet and you've reached out to us and made us feel like, I know we, we were talking about being known. Well, like, I feel like everybody here wants us to be known and they've been like pulling, pulling that out of us, I guess. So um, it's just been really beautiful. So um, yeah, very humbling, so thank you guys. Um, but to get to our story, um, so uh, to be standing here answering this question is surreal. We felt a huge hole in our hearts uh, for over a year, even before COVID, uh, we wanted just so badly to find a community. Um, we craved not just fellowship with other believers, but also accountability and openness. So our prayer was very specific, and that was for a community of believers to do life with. Uh, we were in a season of prayer and waiting, and then COVID hit, and then we were like, "Okay, what do we do now?" You know. So, um, of course, we could you know go on YouTube or watch watch messages online. Um, But how could we find that community um, with other believers just in the chaos of like the lockdown and quarantine and and not being able to gather in person. So um, it was, yeah, it was just a period of waiting. It wasn't very fun. Um, But then our, our good friends happened to attend Restored and they kept sharing with us all the cool ways God was showing up through Zoom prayer nights, fellowship and their GC. And it sparked our interest. We're like, huh, GC, what's that? You know, it's, it's like a Bible study. And they said, no, it's gospel community. Um, and that was that, was that word. That's, that was what we, were, what we were wanting the whole time. And so um, it, it was just really cool. So the um, uh, community was just, the, that was the word we wanted so badly. Um, we prayed and we talked about it and felt like it couldn't hurt to try one out. So, uh, but we also knew the church wasn't meeting And no new groups were starting. So we asked the Harrelsons, our our good friends, Mike and Marla, if we could attend just one. Just to see if it's something um, we'd be interested in down
8: the road. I'm going to talk. (laughs) I felt like the last gal, too. I'm like, I totally resonate with that. So um, you guys were adorable, by the way. Um, Okay, so we came to this GC. And it was insane. We knew almost every single person there. Like it was so, so it had like such a God thing from a previous church, from just different situations in life. So um, that was kind of the first way we experienced Jesus through this. It was like, wow, you guys know, like we know you and we want you to stay. We're like, like forever. <laughs> We're like, well, let's just like do this for now during COVID. So um, we felt immensely blessed just in that one way. Um, God knew our loneliness and our deep need for fellowship. Um, and everybody made us feel so welcome, just like from the get-go. It was as though we had always been a part of it, and that alone would have been enough for us. Uh, God answered that specific prayer, that prayer, that desire for community that we had. Um, He brought us to that specific group full of people who knew us um, and who wanted to know us more. Um, And I just like looking around, just like seeing these people. It's just like making me, I don't know, want to cry, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, And so he gave us that community and family within a church body without ever even attending a Sunday gathering. Like, they're like, oh, where are you going to church? And, you know... That question again. We're like, oh, restored. Who's the pastor? I'm like, Tom. Something like I don't know. (laughs) So that's just a testament to like the family that is here. Um, it's not about one person. Like it's about everybody. So, um, the initial weeks were spent getting to know people's stories, similar to testimonies, but way cooler. Um, we got to see ways Jesus worked over and over in their lives. We experienced Him through their stories um, and how He loved them through hard stuff. Then we got to worship together. Like that was amazing to. like to actually sit and be in this room of people just worshiping our savior when we hadn't done that in so long. Um, This was in November that we started. So we've been in for a few months. Um, Something we hadn't done in over eight months at that point um voices were loudly proclaiming his greatness, and we experienced him through songs of praise as it continued, people shared struggles and um, they were honest they used their gifts unlike anything we had seen. Uh, I loved what Vincent said about extravagant love. I was like, that's exactly like he hit that's perfect that's exactly what we felt um, people were vulnerable and even more amazing, a pastor was vulnerable like they have struggles like we do. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> so that was really incredible. Um, we experienced him through others' willingness to open up. People met other people's needs willingly and joyfully, and we experienced him through people loving people. Um, nights were changed last minute to address urgent stuff, real stuff, like a family. We experienced him through hitting hard stuff faced on. Um, lastly, the this was hard for me to even write. Um, we have an only child, And that wasn't really the initial plan, uh, but we love having our one dude. He's awesome, Um, and he just makes our family our family. Um, But he really had a hard time uh, through COVID, Um, a lot of isolation. And he's always kind of had ups and downs, but um, he broke down and just, like, sobbed one Sunday. Um, And he just was like, I want a sibling, like, so bad. And that's the story for another day. But... um, we were actually having a park play date with two GC families that he hadn't met or hadn't seen in a really long time the very next day. And we go and it was just like, he's homeschooled too. So I think that's part of it. He's not going to school. Like he's with me. And so, um, we went and like the joy in his heart, like just being with these kids and like, we get in the car and he's got like all these plans and these things that he wants to do. And mom, they can come to my tree fort. And we talked about this and it like was exactly what my heart needed as his mom, um, in that time sorry <laughs> um, it reminded me of when we first went to GC and how we felt so extravagantly loved and um, treasured, and I felt like our own community was doing that with our son, <laughs> and that was incredible. so um, and we just want to thank everybody like in our GC, it's been unlike anything we've ever experienced, and we both grew up. Um, in the church and so uh we just are amazed by it i'm gonna let him close
7: (laughs) (laughs) and and it wasn't just that either there's just been like it's just like weekly um just people in our group just giving us a little bit of encouragement or something and it was like it, it was beautiful so thank you guys um it was just it was just one thing after another but we i've literally felt God's hand on my life just so much over this last year. And there was, there was some really difficult times in there. Um, but it's, it's been cool to see how he's, he's brought us along and brought us a a community. It's just, it's been just incredible. Um, so we couldn't really possibly pick one way we experienced Jesus through GC because it's just been that continual example of Jesus's love for others and his his love for us. And he just shows up and he's always there. Um, Um, Jesus shows up for people. He hurts for them, loves them, wants the best for them. And that's what GC has been for us. It's a big, big family full of people cheering you on, opening up about their struggles and never judging you for yours. It's beyond what we prayed for. It's been one of the greatest ways in both of our lives that Jesus has tangibly loved us.
3: Oh, all right. Uh, The church is not an event, it's a family you belong to. So the Gospels, uh, they were introduced to our Gospel community through our next speakers. Come on up, Mike and Marla. I don't have the time to properly introduce them, but they're two unbelievably special people. To know them is to love them. Mike and Marla have been with our gospel community for the last two years. They're already, okay, we're already crying. Uh, (laughs) Sorry to call that out. I'm sorry, Mike. I was
9: about to say it. It's okay. okay.
3: We love this couple dearly. They have just the most amazing hearts for Jesus, for his people. They've opened up their lives, their homes, their hearts to so many of you and We're a different community because you guys are a part of ours. So we love you. I'm going to stop talking. Enjoy.
9: It already started. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Well, happy birthday, church. You know, as we were thinking about this, um, one of the things we enjoy so much about this church is this thing called affirmations on your birthday. And this truly felt like um, an affirmation for you guys of how we've experienced. (laughs) Jesus through you. So um, over the last year, uh, well, actually the last two years, um, really the thing that stuck out the most to me is the richest of the gospel. And that's funny to say because, uh, you know, I've been a Christian a while and I know the gospel, but there's something about like what God's been doing here where he's radically showing me the gospel for every part of life. Like it's not just something that we hear, we accept Jesus. No, it's like for every single day. And so, um, you know, one of the verses that really stuck out to me over the last year was um, mark one fifteen It says, "The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news, believe the gospel and um, with that like if you 're really going to truly like dive into that thing of believing the gospel you 're going to realize that there 's like this huge amount of unbelief that sits in your heart, and i 'd never really like acknowledged that unbelief until I came into this place, but I was also in this place where Um, I was with other people that were experiencing the same thing. They're like, oh, there's this ugly, like Vinny said, there's this ugly thing going on inside of me and I'm truly not believing the good news of the gospel and how Jesus frees us to be able to to repent of that thing and to come into fullness of life in him. And so, um, you know, uh, I can unashamedly say like the father who had the boy with the unclean spirit, um, I believe, help my unbelief, Like that's a daily prayer for me. I believe, help my unbelief, Lord. So um, just so you guys know, I'll share a little bit. Marla will share a little bit. Both of us are gonna land on one thing and it's rest. Um, That's something that Jesus has really like given us in this time and it's come through you guys and being with you. And so um, just a little story of how this has sort of played out in my life um, over the last year. There was a, a two, about two years ago, there was a word spoken over me um, by a person in this church and said, the Lord is changing your clothes. And I'm like, what does that mean? Changing my clothes, that's sort of a funny thing to say. Um, but as I prayed about it, um, God gave me like two different pictures. One was of this like really dapper suit that I had on. It was like, looked really good. I'll tell you guys, it looked really good. <laughs> it looked really good. Um, but I opened up the jacket And it was coming undone. Like this jacket that looked so cool was coming undone and it was coming unraveled. And um, it wasn't who I really was. I mean, the suit represented like what I wanted everyone to see, but it wasn't really me, you know? And um, even though it was impressive and all that kind of stuff, it wasn't really all that impressive. But the second picture was of this robe. And this robe wasn't impressive at all. You know, it just didn't really, it didn't look good at all. But as I opened it up, there's this beautiful tapestry on the inside like and i'm like wow that's amazing and the word the words tapestry of love came to mind in that moment god was doing something inside of me through this like confession this repentance in community of admitting, like, I'm not all that great of what I thought I was. I'm not, like, all impressive. And that's really what I wanted to be. I wanted to be impressive. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to feel like I was good enough. And in that suit, I was hiding from the world, just thinking, I, like, I'm not good enough, but i got to put on this, this, you know, this suit. But in that robe, I could open it up, and it would show everyone what God was doing. And so, you know, um, that took courage. I mean, it showed to me, really, it took, like, like, God had this unchanging, never failing, just, like, never give up on me, love for me. And um, that's what propelled me into this, this season of being able to just, like, you know, lay it down and just be like, God, I just want to experience the fullness of the gospel here. And so, um, on the flip side, like, there's this robe, <laughs> And I'm like, wow, this robe is interesting because it doesn't look all that good. It has the ugly cry face like right now um, and all that stuff. But at the same time, um, in community with people that were experienced very similar things that were repenting of their unbelief, that were truly seeking to be, to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus that wanted to love people well, like in that place, God made it safe. Made it safe for us to be able to like confess, to be able to repent of our unbelief, to turn, in to turn to Him in belief, which is what you know like what, what He wants for us. And so, um, you know, this uh, this robe, um, it, it's not just happening for me. This is the way I'm looking at it here. This tapestry that God's weaving, this is something that uh, He's doing in and through our community. Where we're able to speak gospel truth over each other. We're able to pray for one another. We're able to encourage each each other in the way of Jesus. And um, I think that's probably been like one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Because in that, like over this last year, we saw like bondage broken, we saw miracles happen, we saw words of prophecy that like changed people's lives in and through community. And that's where we could see God doing this wonderful thing. And he's weaving that thing in and through our church. And we love it. I mean, it's a a miracle, you know, what's happening here. So I'm going to turn it over to Marla, and then I'll finish up in a few minutes. Pass it back.
10: Okay. Okay. um, When we were, when I was reflecting on the question, I feel like I had 20 different answers (laughs) how we've experienced Jesus. But here's what um, I think I landed on uh, in Mark six verse thirty-one, it said the context is the disciples were sent out in two by two, and they're doing all these miracles, and they're very busy about Jesus' business. And um, he says to his disciples, uh, "Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while." Um, this church has shown me Jesus by inviting us here to be present, gosh, and to rest. <laughs> Sorry. Just real quick, like years and years ago, we were on a field trip. I was with Erica. This is not in my notes, but it kind of gives a better picture. We were actually at Primal Pastures on a field trip with our little kids, and we were looking at fields side by side, and one field was luscious and green, and there was another field that was barren and dry, and we were learning about the fields, and the one that had all the lusciousness was on rest. For a year, and they weren't allowed to put any animals on it. And Erica was like, come here, Marla, I want you to see this field. This is like a good visual for your heart right now. And I was like, oh, it's so good. So I know that the Lord has been putting rest on my heart for so long. I just didn't know how to get there. Um, so the church has shown me Jesus by inviting us here to be present as we are and to rest. And it isn't just like a physical rest, like a nap or going to bed early, but a deeply needed spiritual rest as well. Um, I confess that I love to be busy. I love to be around people. I love to go. I love to do. I love to cram our schedule to the fullest capacity. Um, if I had to pick between Mary and Martha, I for sure am a Martha. <laughs> go, go, go. That's the way I, I roll. And then I just drag all my kids along to all the things with me. <laughs> um, however, when we first started attending Restored, um, Tom told Mike and I straight up, he was like, whether this becomes your home church or not, Uh, We just want you to come, to be invited, and to be refreshed in Jesus and to rest. He literally told us, don't sign up for any ministry. Don't sign up to serve in any kid's capacity. Like, not greeting, just come and rest. Um, The pressure was off. It was like, okay, here we come. Um, My soul, though I'd hate to admit, was very used to being all about Jesus' business, but not really truly enjoying his presence. Um soon after attending, gosh, that's ugly to say, huh? (laughs) Soon after attending Restored, um, we signed up for a GC. And through our community, we quickly learned about how we can fall into this trap of performing for Jesus, saying all the right things, serving in all the right ways, doing all these Jesus things. Essentially, I found in my heart, I was saying, notice me, look at me, Jesus, look what I can do for you. Um, And During that time of learning, he showed me what he has already done. Um, He took all of my fouled attempts to make myself presentable to Jesus. And he showed me that even in my self-righteousness, that I'm forgiven and that I'm set free. Um, There was a a time where I just put out this struggle uh, prayer request I had. was like He was gone out of town and um, I was consumed with homeschool thoughts and I just put it out on our group thread pray for me in this homeschool situation and that was when a word was spoken over me um, by my friend Heather who's in the back raising babies Um, she told me she said that she was praying for me and she said I see you holding up a resume at the cross um you're, you're saying look at what I can do and Jesus is nailed on the cross and he's saying back look what I've already done, and then the resume is ripped in half. Um, I think that's such a good picture, and I go back to that all the time when I find this anxiety rising up in my heart over all the things I can do and I need to do and I should be doing. Um, Look what I've already done. I've been qualified to enter into his marvelous presence, not by anything I've done, but all because of what he has done for me. Um, He set me free from my own religiosity. Um, That's the deep rest that my soul needed to hear, and it needs to be rehearsed regularly in my very forgetful heart. (laughs) Um, That's why we need community. That's why we need each other. We bring this stuff to each other and rehearse it and remember who we are. Um, From a place of rest, I could enter into um, a place of enjoyment. During the summer of 2020, when the world shut down, our GC continued to meet um, on Zoom, but then we added in an extra Friday night prayer time where, sorry, um, Herrick was training us and offering opportunities uh, for us to practice listening to the Spirit. And I learned for the first time kind of how to hear his voice better and felt safe to practice what I was hearing. And even if I was wrong, it was okay to try. Um, and learning that Jesus' voice is so enjoyable. <laughs> Um, I found myself looking forward to hearing from Jesus in the setting more than anything else in the week. It was like, is it Friday? Is it Friday? And never in my heart have I ever been like, oh, gee, a two-hour prayer meeting. I'm excited. Sign me up. It would have been like, yeah, I'll go because that's the right thing to do. And probably this was like genuine excitement. Um, so in GC, we've had the opportunity just to come as we are, um, confess our unbelief, like Mike was saying receive prayer and prophecy, witness miracles and healings. Um, We have such a gifted GC. um, We get the opportunity to see the individuals in our group um, use their gifts for the benefit of the whole body. Um, We are wrestling through what a healthy family looks like. We get this opportunity to deal with conflict even when it is radically hard um, and to be loved and pointed to the good news of Jesus every single week. Um, Restored has truly shown me the beauty of my Savior, and to be with him in his presence, there is no greater joy. Um, This Martha is becoming a Mary, slowly but surely, as they come before his throne, knowing what a wretch I am, but seeing how beautiful he is. Sorry, I'm going to go dry my face.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... um... I think summing everything up for us, uh, this time has been um, like a soul rest, where we can come and be um, in community and not have to put on a show or anything like that, but come and be. And I, I just want you guys to be encouraged. This church is a place where God's kingdom is coming in and through his people. And he's doing a work here, guys. This is, it's a beautiful thing. It's like just one moment of grace after another where he's touching lives, changing lives and it's happening as community, as a family. So um, thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with you guys. We love you and um, yeah, that's it.
3: Thank you, Harrelsons. Beautiful. Where are Kevin and Lisa? Lachlans, come on up. (laughs) Uh, I'm really excited to have the Lachlans share their story over the last year of really experiencing Jesus, obviously through the community. That's what today's all about, but in a very unique and special way in a very unique and special way the community has rallied around them as they have gone through just like a really incredible time. So I'm going to hand it over to you guys. Love you. Enjoy. Thank you.
11: All right. Happy birthday. (laughs) All right. Death is worse. Death is worse. (laughs) Might be worse. Don't really know for sure. Um. All right. Like I said, happy birthday, church. I'm Kevin, this is my wife Lisa, and for those we haven't met, uh, we have three daughters, Chloe's 10, Remy's 7, and Phoebe's 5. Um, You'll see them running all over the place, so uh, when you see them, you'll know that's them. Um, So yeah, our third birthday today, uh, we've been growing alongside this family for three and a half years now, um, so I guess that means we met in the womb. (laughs) Sorry, Lisa told me to take those out, that's my fault. So we've been given the opportunity to share some ways we've seen Jesus through, through his family in the past year. Uh, though the next few minutes won't be comprehensive, we hope this gives you a glimpse into the blessing that so many of you have been to us. <laughs> Thanks, Dorian. That's helping. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, we were given a picture that we've been praying through. And this picture was a vision of restoration that the Lord was inviting us into an image of a tattered, multi-generational family home with a large picnic table with enough space to invite more to pull up a seat. Uh, A few years ago, after moving twice in two years, we felt like we were ready to settle into our home. So when Lisa came to me and shared what God was saying to her through prayer, an idea of sell what you have and follow me, uh, felt like a big no to me. My hesitancy came from a place of not hearing the same words directly from God and a desire to stay in our comfortable home. With dear friends, nearby, neighbors we loved, a new puppy, and being walking distance to our three daughters' school, um, I told Lisa she could sell or give away anything she wanted, but we weren't moving from that house. Basically, we thought we were settling down, but, and God was sharing, he had different plans for us. Uh, Many of you have been praying along with us in this process. Your prayers have encouraged us in obedience when obedience was painful. You've been faithful in sharing particular words, timely scripture, and encouragement that the Holy Spirit has given. God made it clear last summer uh, when we had a family meeting Yeah, Lisa met me at my office for the Zoom call in typical 2020 style. And just before she arrived, I've been reading and felt prompted to share a verse I thought was for her. It was Isaiah 58.10. We sat to pray, and within the hour, someone from our gospel community messaged with the very next verse, Isaiah 58.11, a timely encouragement. It's okay. Timely encouragement without knowing the the meeting about to take place—it felt clear that God was speaking. There's so many verses. How could that happen? Uh, I'll read them to you here. Isaiah 58:10-11 says, "And if you offer yourself to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted one, then your light will shine in the darkness, and your night will be like noonday. The Lord will always lead you, satisfy you in a parched land, and strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden and like a spring." Whose water never runs dry. The next day, a generous and sacrificial gift from someone in our community was slid across. Oh my God! What's happening? <laughs> uh, the next day, a generous and uh, sacrificial gift from someone in our community was slid across our kitchen counter over coffee. Though they asked to remain anonymous, the heartfelt heartfelt generosity in setting aside their benefit for the Lord's work spoke deeply to us. It confirmed that the Lord was asking us to sell our home and follow him in renewal. Many of you helped in this process as we sold belongings to fit in our soon to be 600 square foot home. Our GC has prayed for us walked out the daily parts of obedience, and tangibly helped us care for our children, pack, and clean our old home for the second time. In the midst of the already complex year of 2020, while managing two businesses, and all of a sudden being homeschool teachers to our three daughters, uh, Lisa encouraged me to take a 48-hour retreat to fast. This was during uh, the six or seven-week series when we were fasting for a few days. Our GC participated in that and it happened to line up with this retreat. Gave me an opportunity to think and to pray. So these questions followed. Uh, Do I believe God's actually saying this? If so, why not tell me directly? Do I believe my wife and trust what she is saying she hears from God? And lastly, will I be obedient and following this path that's been laid before us? In my time away, I felt peace welling up like a spring and had the revelation that we were being led by the spirit and not the flesh. Only God knows what's best for me. Instead of being frustrated that I wasn't hearing directly from God, I decided to trust my wife and what she was hearing. I became thankful that God speaks through his people. Trust, dependence, obedience, prayer, and faith. We prayed and held our breath as we waited for a response from our family and allowing us to purchase the shared property. Many people, along with the loan processor, were perplexed why we would even consider such a move. One friend likened it to the idea of building an ark in a rainless climate. Each opposition over the last eight months has been thick to move through, yet also spurred us in faith that God was moving. We waited and got the yes from family many months later. We listed our home, which sold in a day with an accelerated 21-day escrow, which everyone thought was impossible and it happened. Uh, We then sold our second car and gave away most of our belongings in March. We packed quickly, hugged neighbors, and with the generosity of the Carpenter family, our family of five and our dog were offered a beautiful place to stay in their family's casita while we wait for all the paperwork to process. A kindness of God that has shown us tangible hospitality of our father, graciously providing a place for us when we were in need. Nearly three months later, we're waiting in the next few days for final clearance to move into our teeny hundred-year-old fixer-upper tucked below the hills in Old Town Temecula. A sister here in our restored community recently shared how her excitement for us to move felt like it was her home. We were so blessed by hearing that because God gave us the word commonplace commonplace, several months ago. We've held this reference close as we felt the Lord reminding us that as Christians we hold all things in common. We've heard this a couple times already. I think it's a theme uh, that that Restored Temecula holds onto very well. Uh, We're currently a bit weary from an extended moving process but mostly excited to see what God has planned. My wife's life holds a lot of brokenness. The verse, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten from the prophet Joel, chapter two, verse 25. A verse God shared in the early days of praying and then a dear friend in our community confirmed that exact scripture in praying for us. Lisa's kept a commentary from Charles Spurgeon tucked in her pocket and she revisits it often when we've lost vision. To paraphrase, it says, Lost years can never be restored literally. Time once passed is gone forever. No one, by wisdom or power, can recover what has been utterly destroyed. God alone can do what seems impossible. Uh, He can yet make it complete and blessed and useful to his praise and glory. It is a great wonder, but Jehovah is a God of wonders, and in the kingdom of his grace, miracles are common. We would love your continued prayer and encouragement as the process to restore may be long, but we see the Father working holistically, not only to restore a home, but our lives, and with God's care, reach many in our new neighborhood. We're awaiting keys and finalized papers this week and want to extend an open invitation to come along with us in the work set before us. Yeah, so we plan on having a fence-building party here in the weeks ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So join us in serving kids and building a fence. It'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. So an invitation that keeps recurring in prayer uh, echoes the simple words from uh, Mr. Rogers, won't you be my neighbor? Um, (laughs) 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 Isaiah 58 continues in verse 12. Some of you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will restore the foundations laid long ago you will be called the repairer of broken walls the restorer of streets where people live as we sat to write this numerous words describing our father came to mind generous faithful sacrificial prayerful encouraging and servant we've experienced Jesus' love through your obedience and confirming that god is speaking to us very specifically And we've experienced Jesus through your encouragement, generosity, and prayer. And this God adventure is just beginning. We love you, family. Thanks for the ways you've supported us, you've counseled us, and of course, the way you love us. Thank you, happy birthday.
10: Thank you guys.
3: Hello? You guys can hear me okay? Okay. Um, yeah, I just love that story so much. And obviously, we've shared a lot of different stories, a lot of stories of transformation. And we're going we're gonna to have one last story. I'm going to have the Brim Halls come up. I don't know where you guys went. There you are. Come on up. And I want you to hear their story because this is how it begins. These are our, our last speakers. Thank you so much. Uh, this is how it begins. They're going to talk about how they got integrated into this community. I'm excited for you guys to hear from them.
12: Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Um, I'm humbled. And to have to follow all of you, oh my gosh, I, I feel so, so small right now. Even like with Julie, I've never met her. And to be so brave to show up in person and to share her story, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. am overwhelmed. This is my husband, Scott. (laughs) Um, I'm going to read so that I don't not say something that the Lord shared with me. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity uh, to share our restored story with you. Scott and I began attending, um, I think it was about November of 2019. Our daughter and son-in-law attend, and they loved it, and they really wanted us to see what a good church was. That wasn't in my notes, but I said it. Um, (laughs) So um, after we attended for several weeks, I I wasn't feeling connected. See, because I was coming in, sitting down in the chair, great worship, great word, and then I left. So I wasn't really, well, I was doing church, like you said, weeks ago. I was just coming and doing church and leaving. So um, Tom had stand up, and he asked, he said, you know, we're going to be starting a gospel community group and uh, intro to gospel community. Anybody that would like to be involved, I had no idea what that meant. I'd never heard of anything like that, but I knew we were supposed to join, and, and Scott felt the same way, too. So we get there, we get started, and it was wonderful. It was a diverse group of people from different backgrounds, ages, and communities. We're the oldest in our group the one thing that brought us all together was our desire to know Jesus better and be connected with a community of people that love him. And then the pandemic. So we were just barely involved in the group and we went to Zoom meetings and um, it was really hard. It was hard to be connected. There was a delay and all these things kept happening, but we kept showing up, we kept doing it. And then we finally got together, together for real in person which was amazing. Um, I was very thankful for that opportunity. We've now been together as a GC for over a year, and something that I wanted to share is the same thing everyone else has shared, that we do affirmations. Again, that's nothing I'd ever heard of before. Um, It's not easy to go through when it's your turn, but it's life-changing. It really, really is. So uh, one of the ladies in our group we have several school teachers actually. And uh, we had just gotten together again, you know, for the first few times. And it was her birthday and we got to affirm her. But because we really had only had Zoom calls and not a lot of one on one, we um, all, you know, said, Oh, thank you for being a school teacher. You're such a blessing, you know, and because uh, that's what we knew about her. Well, we got together again as a group and we've been together, you know, for several months now. And it was her birthday again, and we got to affirm her. And I loved it, Marie, because we know you now. We actually shared personal, detailed things about her and how important she was to us. And we knew her. Not what we knew about her, but we grew to to know and to love her. And God showed me that, and it was just amazing. The connection that we've had with these people um, has just—it's— it's, it's been incredible I've been a Christian since 1979 I've never had community I've and how sad is that because it's not it's not like the early church I was going to share the same scripture I've been camping on it for months now in acts acts 2 42 through 47 I, I won't share it but we're being the early church here and I love it um I hadn't realized the full effect of our uh, GC and and what it had on me. And we gathered finally uh, after more than a year of not being together as a church. And as we were worshiping, I was just, I was overwhelmed because I was connected. And I didn't realize until that moment how much this church meant to me, how much the people meant to me, and um, how full I was. And the difference wasn't the church the difference was me I chose not to come in and sit down I chose to become a part of everyone and I so sincerely want to get to know all of you more I'm, I'm very excited I had to step out of my comfort zone and become part of the restored Temecula community I wasn't asked today to talk about gospel gospel communities none of us were share your restored story My restored story is gospel community. And every single person that got up here said the same thing. They're getting ready to start another intro to GC uh, community. Get uncomfortable. Don't just come on Sunday. Get uncomfortable, transparent, vulnerable, all of the things. You want to say something?
1: Yeah. So I'm Scott. Andrea's dad. That's how we do. I mean, before, when they were kids, oh, we, you know, Scott's your dad, yeah. Now I'm Andrea's dad, so. And Jamie's dad, you know, so. Um, the, uh, I know you'll get it. it it'll, you know, think about it. But um, we, since joining the, the GC, the gospel community, um, it is life-changing. And one of the things in, when you, like Tom says, when you go out and you, Share, you take what you have and you share it with other Christians that are not part of our um, main community here. You realize that this thing this this gospel community concept this is a it 's been around since the beginning of Christianity, but it hasn 't been used because we I can't tell you how many times last night we met with some friends for dinner and we start talking about our gospel community and what we do and all that kind of stuff and they just kinda of looked at us like we've never heard of that before. And the and you know that because they're um, they pulled away. They pulled away from church. You know, last year gave an excuse for everybody to just kinda of go, well, you know, we'll just watch it on a Zoom or we'll just watch TV, you know, the all the things you could do. And what that did is that caused people to get real comfortable in not being a part. And gospel communities um don't let you do that. You know what I mean? I mean, if you don't if you become a part and I encourage you to become a part because your life will change. You you finally get refocused on what a, it, what it means to be a Christian. You know, it's it's not this love thing. It is a love thing. You know, this is a thing where, you know, like Karen said, we're probably the oldest in our group, you know, kind of a thing. You're the oldest. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) So, but, you know, we're in a group of people that are, you know, way younger than us, our kids' age, and to just be a part of that and they are a part of our lives like we're a part of their lives, and you you realize that as long as you're breathing air, you got a job to do. You you got a part in the body of Christ. You may be a finger, maybe a hand, maybe an eye, maybe a nose, whatever. But you you have a part, and you will have that part until God calls you home or He comes and gets us and stuff. So all that to be said, be a part because um, and share it. Share it with other people, you know, because they're still. Christians out there that are looking for God because they took a year off in a word, you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go ahead and stand if you're able. I want to call the band forward. Uh, We are... We have five more minutes. You guys can hang for five more minutes? Yeah. No one. Well, okay, I'm going to hang for five more minutes. Um, yeah, come on up, guys. We would be remiss if we did not have, I know it's only five minutes, but it should, I wish it was 20 minutes, of responding to the goodness of God. Okay? Um, we're sitting there, in Psalm 115, I just can't get it out of my mind. The first verse of Psalm 115. Some of you know it. And um, so, five more minutes, guys. Where's Mark? There he is. We'll do like five more minutes. And I'm going to read it to you. It says this Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. And then he qualifies it and says the reason why because of your love and your faithfulness. You guys are the most amazing group of people, like, like legitimately the most amazing group of people. You've, the only explanation for the love that you have for one another is that you've been recipients of an eternal, miraculous, incredible, matchless love from the Father. You are a living, breathing testimony, apologetic even, of the reality of who Jesus is. And if we're not careful, we can start to become people who shift our worship, ascribing worth, who shift our worship from Jesus onto his gifts. Like I said, you guys are the most amazing group of people. We could worship community. But that's not who we are. Because, not to us, oh Lord, not to us, but to your name, his essence, everything that he is. But to your name be the glory. Why? Because of your love and your faithfulness. So here's what I want to do. I want us to take five minutes. It's not near enough. We should be spending five hours right now. But for the sake of kids' workers, and I know your bellies are rumbling, I want us to take five minutes and offer praise and glory and adoration, not to the gift but to the giver, okay? Let's praise him. Father, hear our prayers. Hear our praises. Receive our offerings. We love you, we desire you, and we want to respond to you, so give us your ear. Heaven, give us your ear.